Join me, David Seaman, every week on my podcast, Seaman Says, as we react to all the weekend's football action from the Premier League and beyond. Plus, I'm joined by former teammates, legends of the game and famous friends to discuss football and more. Jack Grealish turned up a bit later and he was like, uh, I was hoping you'd get me up to do She's the One. I really like She's the One. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great present. <laughs> he turned up late. I can't believe he yeah. turned up late for you. Listen to the latest episode of Seaman Says on your favourite podcast platform. She loves herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hi everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. It is Friday the 20th of October 2023 as this episode comes out and is released. I am your host, Jill Ritchie, intuitive coach. Um, and very proud host of this amazing podcast, She Loves Herself. I'm also the co-founder of the Intuitive Psychology Association. I'm an intuitive coach and healer. And yeah, I am so happy to be here and to chatting to you today. And I have just returned from a week's holiday and actually I said in the last episode that I was going to take the full week off of everything and I did I actually didn't do any work and it was so nice it was actually easier than I thought um it has been such a busy year and um I wanted to just be really present. It was a camper van trip and it was so good. Like it's not everyone's cup of tea. I totally, totally get that. My sister went in a camper van trip this summer because I had raved about it so much because I love them. And she said it was the worst holiday of her life. So much so they came home early. Um, but I loved it. I love it. I love them so much. I just love the freedom, the simplicity. Being in a really tiny van, it could feel like claustrophobic for people. But for us, it just shows you how much space you do not need and with the more space I have in the house, the more mess I make, the more shit is everywhere. <laughs> I'm actually looking as I say this in the room that I'm in right now in my office when I'm recording this. And there is literally shit everywhere. Not like as in physical shit, like poo. I mean, just clothes. There's a pair of Uggs just in the corner. There's like a guitar. A random guitar that we bought for Eden a few years ago, which has like been played maybe twice. Um, dog beds, cushions from like the chairs, the summer chairs that sit outside that I've been sitting there for about three months. Anyway, I know you guys are going to relate to this, right? Because that's that's just the way it is. That's just life. Um, but I just loved it. I love the simplicity. I I like the way my food tastes when I'm actually in the camper van. Um, so yeah, we will definitely be going back again next year. So as I said, like as this episode comes out, it's the 20th. I'm actually recording this on the 19th. I am close to the edge with this. So it's Thursday, the day before this podcast episode is due to be released. Usually have them recorded at least maybe two weeks in advance. But 
the last couple of times, I just haven't. I've been quite busy. And um, so I'm, I'm sailing close to the wind with this one. But sometimes I work better under pressure. I think sometimes the more time I have, I'm like, okay. Um, as my friend Caroline says, you get a bit slack when you've got more time. So, but this is perfect because the episode I'm going to actually share with you guys today is all about exactly what happened on the 20th of October 2022, so exactly a year ago. And the way this came about is I have been noticing memories coming up on my phone as they do, like this day last year and this day three years ago. Um, and this week, um, memories of Bali was coming up. So I was obviously in Bali on my solo sort of three and a half week trip trip because this is what I'm going to talk about actually the trip um in Bali and that was last year and I for those of you who don't know and are quite new to the podcast I my mum passed away um in September last year and I really wanted to embody all of my grief and I knew I wouldn't be able to do it while I was at home I knew I, I knew I could feel and embody some of it but I wanted to go to the deeper parts and crack those parts of myself wide open and Bali did that for me it was the most challenging emotional trip of my life uh, I was met with so many so many emotions and so many challenges I was on my knees like literally on my knees crying I've never felt sorrow, um, grief, sadness, pain, like it. Um, I got really sick when I was there too and it was perfect, right? I mean, it sounds horrific and it was at the time, but it was everything I needed and more. But what I want to talk about in this episode is something that I actually haven't shared with very many people. So there are a few people that know this story, but it's something that I've never shared on the podcast before. And I'm going to share it with you guys today because it's a year since that happened. And uh, I'm, if you're following me on Instagram, I'm going to share a couple of the pictures tomorrow of said event. <laughs> and the, the memory that came up, because I was flicking through and obviously you go to the next day and the next day. And I'm like, oh my God, there's me with my big cup of green juice I'm just about to have probably the darkest experience of my life. Um, and I did laugh, but I certainly wasn't laughing at the time. So I can look back and laugh now. But at the time it was like I, it was like so dark. So what happened, guys? You're all like, what are you talking about? Just spit it bloody out, right? And going on, I'm like, what did you do? What happened? So um, on the... I was in Gilly, Gilly Tea um, for a few days. So when I was in Ubud, it was, oh, it was so challenging. Holy shit. It was like very emotional. And then I went to Gilly Tea. I knew I needed to be near water, get out of the sort of busyness of Ubud. And I went to Gilly on my own. I met this great girl called Amy. And um, I, it was so nice to meet a familiar, not a familiar, but like she had a warmth and a kindness about her. So that kind of familiar safety, really nice girl. And I was like, yay, someone to talk to. And um, she was sort of 
in um, hostels. So she was kind of doing the hostel thing. I had never done that. Wasn't going to do it. But then I saw her hostel and she was like, this is actually all right. It was so cheap. Anyway, I was in my little sort of... um, oh god little beach place it was gorgeous and um, I would meet her and on the beach so if you've never been to Bali in Gilly on the beach um, it's all like little sort of bars run by Balinese people and it's all like mushrooms right so it's like um, psilocybin it's like um, have your mushroom juice um, don't worry be happy take your mushrooms have this amazing trip and I've actually done mushrooms once before. Um, I did it with um, two of my friends and like two of my friends who who are very much into it. I was actually going to name them, but I actually nearly said their name and I thought I better not name them just in case they don't want anyone to know this. But I actually think they would be okay with it, but I don't want to name them in case they, they're not happy with that. So two people that are very much like into what I am into um, and I did that with them for the first time, maybe like in the July last year. And it was a really cool journey. It was a really cool trip. And um, we did it together. It was like really controlled. It was like wonderful. It was an amazing experience. And on that sort of mushroom journey, I, oh my goodness, like it was so cool. I was like, turning into all of these spirit animals like I was a serpent and then I was this elephant underground and it was like so so spiritual and enchanting and oh it was so freaking powerful and so I as I'm going along the beach in Gilly Island right I'm thinking to myself oh I'm going to do that again because that's going to be a cool experience and I said to Amy do you want to do it and she's like nah no way not for me um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then, so anyway, the next again day, what happened was I woke up in the morning early as I did and I would take my little cycle because they don't have sort of cars or anything in Gilly. Everything's on little push bikes. So I took my push, push, I took my push bike down to the beach to watch the sunrise, I took my journal and um, took the push bike down and I just sat on these cool cushions on the beach and I started to journal and the sun was coming up and it was maybe about 6am at this point. And I looked over and there was a little kind of um, beach type kind of bar. It was really, really small. And there was this man and his wife and his little daughter. She must be in about seven or eight. And it was their tiny little bar. It was like a little shack, right? With like coconuts and it was all the mushroom stuff. So I kind of was like, oh, do you know what? I'm kind of really up for trying this. So I goes over to him. I'm like, that. Ah, can I like try some mushrooms? He's like, yay. And they're so friendly. The Balinese people are so, so friendly. And he says, um, do you want like um, the low dose, medium dose or high dose? So I was like, right, give me, like, I want to feel it. Like, I don't want to have a low dose where like nothing happens because I've spoken to someone else when I was there and they said that they had some and they didn't even feel the effects of it. So I was like, right, give me a medium dose said not too strong medium dose and he says I blend it in juice so he said I'll blend it in pineapple juice for you um I'm going to share a picture of this on my Instagram <laughs> I'm like proud as punch there I am with my coconut in one hand and my like it looked like a cocktail glass 
with this green juice, right? This green sort of juice. And then I said to him, as he hands it to me, and I'm sitting on this big, lovely sort of beanbag cushion on the beach, watching the sunrise. I said to him, like, did I just drink it? He goes, yeah. And I said, how long does it take to take effect? And he's like, oh, 35, 40 minutes. So there I am, empty stomach, right? Now, the reason I had an empty stomach is, number one, it was first thing in the morning. And number two, when I did it the last time, you you weren't to do it on a full stomach in case you had a reaction and you had a bit of a oh, moment that you felt sick or something. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's good because I'm supposed to have an empty stomach. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to have a full stomach. So I started to drink it. I'm all going with myself. Message, voice notes my friend. Oh, I've done this. And, yeah. and then anyway, within like five minutes, and I am not even joking, five minutes, I looked up to the clouds and the clouds started to turn into a cloud city, right? It was like cloud city. It was like castles and people, cloud people, hugging each other and it was so cool but I honestly was like this is weird because this has hit me quite quickly and then there was like rainbows and colors and it was amazing but I felt my body was kind of like a little bit paralyzed to the cushion like to the beanbag and I was like oh no like I've only, and I kind of hit my phone to look at the time and it's only been five minutes. And in that moment, it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I thought, oh, wow, like this is really, really strong. And I'm like, oh no. And I felt like my body was melted <laughs> into this cushion. And I laugh as I say, yeah, it was not a cool experience at the time. Like I felt like I was sort of paralyzed almost. Now I wasn't, but I felt like I was. And I couldn't keep my eyes, like my eyes were open watching it. It started off like really cool. And I was like, right, okay, don't, don't freak out. Like just enjoy the scenery, enjoy the cloud people and the cloud castles in the sky and just enjoy it. And I was looking out to the sea and it was like the colours and the sparkles. It was so amazing. And I was like, right, okay, I'm cool with this. This is okay. And then quite quickly it started to get a bit dark. So I'm not sure how long after that. I think it was maybe 20 minutes in. Bearing in mind, he told me it was 35 to 40 minutes before it even started to work. I was 20 minutes in from when I drunk it. It started to get a bit dark. Um, I started to feel like I couldn't keep my eyes open and my eyes felt like they were rolling a little bit to the back of my head. Now, whether they were or they weren't, I'm not sure, but it didn't feel good. I felt very jittery and um, weirdly, like as you're, I felt like my, I couldn't keep my eyes open, like my eyes were just shutting and I couldn't sort of move out of the position I was in on the beanbag on the beach um, and everything went really quite dark and these this energy and emotion was so dark and I didn't like it. It did not feel good. And I knew in that moment that this was going to be a, a dark trip. And 
I could speak, I could speak and I could sort of get up. And I remember getting up and kind of walking over to the man and his wife. And I said to him, how long does this last? And he's like, four hours max, like four hours. And I went, and I was like, God. And he said, are you okay? And he was really nice. And he's going, you okay, you okay? And I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. And I contemplated in that moment, sticking my fingers down my throat, um, but then I was like, I don't think that'll work because I think this is actually in my system now. So I don't even know if sticking my fingers down my throat, which is actually something I've never, ever done in my life, would even work. And he was saying, have a coconut. If you have a coconut, like as in coconut water that comes in the coconut, if you have a coconut, it like almost like sobers you up, right? Helps you. So I was like, right, give me a coconut. So I had another coconut, like that was my second one. And I went back down and I was like sitting back down. I was like trying to sort of get into the water because I felt like try and get into the water. But I just couldn't, I couldn't settle. I was so jittery. I was kind of like rattly. I felt like panicky. And then I remembered someone saying to me, like, if you feel like that, just surrender, like just surrender to it so there was a part of me that was like right surrender to this and just go on the journey that you need to go on you're resisting so I tried my very best to surrender and not resist this trip um knowing that it was dark knowing that okay just fucking face it out like just let what needs to come come but also at the same time I'm in this country on my own navigating grief and I as I started to say that to myself at the time I thought oh my god oh my god why did I do this why did I come here to take this mushroom drink on my own this time in the morning like why did I do that like my mum's just died I'm navigating the most challenging time of my life I'm away from my family and now I'm out my nut on mushrooms and feeling horrendous. And then I started to panic a little bit more and I was really trying to breathe through it and be like, right, you're going to be okay, Jill. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. And it's really hard to explain what happened, but straight away after that moment, I was met with shame. And I am telling you, wow. When I talk about shame, holy shit balls, the shame that I felt was the worst feeling, like, like sick. I felt sick with shame. I was, I was not only met with shame for like <clears throat> being where I was, I was met with every single piece of shame I think that I have ever felt any wrong that I've ever done or anything that I've ever done that doesn't meet industry standards, uh, i.e. culturally, like how we're told to be and how we're told to show up. Oh my God, it came and met me full freaking force. And um, it was like, I was met with shame from when I was like 15, 17, 20, um, when I split up with, with one of my boyfriends, a couple of boyfriends in the past, 
and they were upset about it. I was upset too, and I didn't sort of do anything wrong. And I, as I look at that, I'm like, God, that was the right thing. But I, I was met with shame about how they felt, all this guilt and shame and dark and pain. And it was almost honestly, the, in, in terms of visualising it, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So my eyes were shut most of that time. And I was trying to kind of force my eyes open to just try and look at the water or look at the sand or something. But it just, it was like the force of your eyes need to be shut right now was so big. So it was like my eyes just kept shutting and it was just this dark, dark energy. So when I talk about shadow and we talk about shadow a lot on this podcast, it was like every part of my shadow came to meet me and crack me open. And I had to feel everything that I needed to feel. And it was so painful. And I remember like trying to like sort of, go back to the guy again. I was like trying to like walk over to the guy getting up and I was saying to him, oh, how much longer? And he's like, he was like, you've only been in it for an hour. And I was like, no freaking way. Like you're shitting me. Like, how could this just be one hour? Like I am actually experiencing something so horrible. You're telling me I've got another three hours of this shit to fucking do and I laugh, right? Because and if someone's listening to this, you're probably laughing as well because it is a funny story. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then he said, do you want another coconut? I was like, yeah, give me another coconut. So I guess this other coconut, I'm trying to drink it. And then I was like, trying to text Lynette, right? Because I was like, she'll know what to do. And then she's like, and put on some music, put on some music, she said. And I couldn't actually, I was trying to text her and like work my phone, but my phone was like jumping out and all these words were jumping out in my phone. It was like, I was like, I can't, I just threw my phone down and I was like, I can't even work the music. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh. And um, then the next thing is, right, I'm like, like, just lie down. So I'm lying down on this bloody beanbag. And of course, it starts to need the toilet because coconut water, too much of it acts like a bit of a laxative. So I needed a poo. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need a poo. And I'm actually, like, having this horrific experience. <laughs> so it goes over to the guy again. I'm like... I need the toilet and he's like I don't have a toilet it's along there like which was about 400 yards which by the way when you're feeling like that and you can't even really walk and like everything's trippy it isn't cool and I was like oh my god I need to try and get to this toilet so I thought I'll get on my bike <laughs> try to get on my bike oh away with a goalie I'm like, oh, no, I couldn't even move, move the pedal. So I had to put the bike back down. I'm like trying to walk to this toilet, trying to do the toilet anyway. Long story short, comes back and I'm trying to sit at the bar bench and I'm saying, oh, help me. I don't like it. I don't like it. This is, this is honestly what I'm saying to him. I'm going, I don't like it. And he's like, do you want some fruit? So he's trying to like chop me fruit and his wife's like trying to like say, you're going to be okay. And I was like, how much longer this time? It's like, maybe another two hours to go. And I was like, oh God. Anyway, gets back. 
again, the eyes are bloody shut. I couldn't keep them open. Everything's dark. It's like shame, 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 shame. I'm the worst this. I'm horrible that. I'm a bad this. I'm a bad that. And everything from every part of my life right up till now, well, right up till that date was like coming at me full force. And it was like everything that I attached myself to identity um who I was as a person a mum a friend a business owner character whatever it was it was just like the grim reaper was coming and just stripping it all away from me it was like death honestly it was like ego death and I was there just meeting it all and having to see it all and feel it all and it's so hard to try and explain it right everyone's like that I am never touching mushrooms. I am never touching mushrooms. Now, bear in mind, this was a this was a, a bad experience for me, right? So anyway, eventually he keeps looking at the clock, right? Okay, okay. So that's four hours. So I starts to feel a little bit better. I can sort of get up and I'm like that, right? Can I ride this bike back to my hotel? Now I'm like, I don't care if I can. I need to ride this bike back. I need to get off this beach and I need to get out of the hotel I'm in and into like a nice hotel because I'd stayed in this really lovely little kind of beach hut and then I could only get it for one night. So I went and crashed in Amy's place, which was like a hostel. I had a room to myself and it was, listen, it was a great wee hostel. But what happened was, right, I was only staying there one night and I was planning to leave the island that day. But because I was so like rough, I couldn't. So anyway, I'm like that. I starts to pedal back to the hostel where Amy is. And I'm like, right, if I can see Amy, then there's like a familiar face. I'm going to be okay. That's been four hours. Surely this is out my system. I'll drink gallons of water and I'm going to be okay. So it gets back to the hostel. I see Amy and I'm like, Amy, oh my God. She's like, what is it? I tell her. I'm like, she's like, I can't believe you did that on your own. I'm like, I know. So I'm like, I dump the bike and I'm like, and then the hostel, as you can imagine, is full of young people. But then Amy said something to me in that moment, right? So there was this other guy called Adam who Amy was friendly with um, and he was such a nice kid. But they're young, like they're a lot younger than me, which is fine. But when you are feeling as fragile as I felt in that moment, like I was like, oh my God, I walked in and then Amy and Adam were there and they were kind of like, you're going to be fine. They were kind of laughing it off as you do, right? Because like no one really cares except you. Um, but it was fully young people. And then I went, oh, Amy, I can't believe I did that. And then she said to me in that moment, she went, oh, mum. Like, oh, and it's so funny, right? Because she just went, oh, mum. As in like, I'm like old, like the mum. <laughs> Which was actually comedy gold, right? But in that moment, because I was on this trip, she, when she said that to me, I just looked at her and I looked at Adam and I looked around me and this hostel was full of young people, like in their early 20s. And I, in that moment, was like, I'm going to freak out. I need to leave. I need to leave this hostel. What am I doing? What, what am I doing? So I was like, oh my God, he made it. I need to leave. And I just, I tried to eat something I couldn't eat. I felt horrendous. 
goes up to the hostel in my hotel room in the hostel and I start like shoving everything into the suitcase. I'm like piling it all in, shut the suitcase. I'm like dragging the thing down. I'm like, I need to find a hotel. So I looked for the nicest hotel, like trying to find like safety. Because in that moment, as I as I laugh, as I share it, but in that moment, I didn't feel safe. I wanted to be home with Daryl and the kids and my sister. And I just wanted to be home. I wanted to cry. I wanted to burst into tears. I felt awful. Like, I felt awful. And Amy's like, you're going to be okay. And I was like, I know it's not you guys. I've just, I shouldn't have done this. I'm navigating so much right now. It was a big fucking mistake. I need to get into this hotel. So I booked myself into this beautiful hotel, beautiful, beautiful hotel um, in Gilly. And the horse and cart, like, takes me along with my big suitcase on the back. I checks in and it was so weird because I'm like six hours in to it since I took it. You're thinking, right, this is this is going to have gone now. But I started having moments of feeling better. Like I checked in, I'm like, that's gorgeous, great room. I'm going to just sit and I'm going to order some lovely food and I'm going to sit at this infinity pool and I'm just going to really regulate my nervous system. Well, I couldn't. I could not regulate my nervous system. I was in and out of the pool. I ordered food. I had one little tiny bite out of it. Felt like I was going to throw up. Then I did throw up. Back out in the pool again. Back out the pool. And at this point, I'm like desperately needing to speak to Daryl or my sister and really just tell and just speak to someone from home because I just felt horrendous. Like bearing in mind... I'd already navigated so much challenge in Abud, like so much pain, sorrow, grief in Abud. And this was supposed to be my place that I started to feel better. Um, and eventually I think it got to like the time in Bali. I can't remember what time it maybe was, but then it worked out. It was about six in the morning, the UK time. And I phoned Daryl. And then he's like, ah, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, oh, I started crying. I was like, oh, I'm taking mushrooms. And I was on my own. And he goes to me. I thought, like, he's going to be so mad at me for doing this. And he just laughed. And he's like, Jill, you're the most fucking random person ever. You're mad. Like, and he was so great with me, which was the right thing. It was so the right thing to do because I just needed him to make fun of it and laugh and not make me feel like a loser <laughs> and anyway um he was so great and then you know I spoke to him for ages and then the kids got up and I spoke to the kids and then I phoned my sister and I was telling her and I started crying again and she's like right that's it get a flight home this is just too much for you you need to come home but dad was like you're not coming home like you're going to be okay. This will pass. And he's researching it. He's like, listen, I hate to tell you this, mate, but it can take 24 hours to get out of your system. And can I just say, it took exactly that. 24 hours of feeling shame, ill, dark, pain, sadness, heebie-jeebies to the absolute max. And it took 24 hours to leave my system. Um, I tried to eat. I couldn't eat anything. I was just, I ended up walking and, you know, it got easier. 
as the sort of day and night went on, but I remember going to bed about nine o'clock trying to watch a film. Like Lynette had says, watch your favourite film or something and just try and sort of feel safe, take your mind off it. But the internet wouldn't work because that was the that was the type of holiday or experience that I was having in Bali. Nothing worked. I mean, everything that could go wrong on that trip, like I'm talking about the mushroom trip, like there was so much that happened on that three and a half weeks. I nearly got sepsis. I fell off a moped. I fell off a bike. I fell over. Cut all my hand open. I mean, the roof, um, the roof of my my bedroom, um, came in. I mean, everything from start to finish. That experience was so so challenging, and I've shared this on the podcast before about the challenges. I didn't obviously talk about the mushroom thing, but um, it was. I remember going to bed thinking, God, I can't even watch a film. It's like I'm being punished here. Um, and I went to bed thinking, what if I have, like, what if this is permanent? Like, what if I never feel better? What if I wake up and I still feel like fucked, like ill? Um, because you do hear of people when the their nervous system is hijacked so much if they've, they've taken a certain plant medicine that it fucks them for a long, long time, years, sometimes permanently. And I, I did think for a moment, oh God, what if, what if I've permanently um, damaged my nervous system and my body? But I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and I knew straight away it had gone, it had passed, it had been through my system. I was okay. I was going to be okay. Um, I managed to have some breakfast, but but what was really interesting is as the time went on, I think I had another um, maybe five or six days of that holiday. I call it a holiday. It was a journey really. <laughs> um and in those sort of six days that were left, it just really, really allowed me to self-reflect and know that that was perfect. That horrendous experience of mushrooms um, was exactly what I needed. And they say that the medicine gives you what you need. And I needed that. I mean, you would think, well, you didn't really need it because you were already going through so much. But I went to Bali knowing that I had to be there and it chewed me up and spat me back out again. And I had a death of ego. Everything that I thought I, everything that I attached myself to, um, and bearing in mind, right, I have done a shitload of work on myself, on attachments, on healing. Um, but there's sometimes certain parts that you can't, I couldn't really get to. And that just showed me and allowed me to be my most vulnerable. And that whole experience, that, that whole experience in Bali and the combination of that and the mushrooms allowed me to fully be so vulnerable and see what I needed to see and feel what I needed to feel needed to feel and I remember towards the end of it 
just everything landing, everything landing and knowing that it was so profound. It was so dark, but it was so profound and it was so necessary. Um, because what I maybe feared the most came to meet me. Um, and I, I had no choice but to, to be with it. And actually what I loved was, and this is this is kind of testament to my, my work that I've done for over the past six years, is I didn't attach any story to it. I didn't wasn't like, oh, what is that? Is that because of this or is that because of that? I didn't. It was just to be with the emotion and and feel it and let it move through and let it transcend. And I wrote a story about this, actually. I wrote a blog about this and the blog was called Be The Shore. And I think I read this out, actually, on the podcast um, last year. Um, and it was about just allowing, you know, be the shore and allow every every wave, no matter what size, how big or small, um, just receive them all and, and be with every emotion and you can't pick and choose. Um, you can't hide from your shadow. Um, it is not separate from you. It is part of you. And if we just stop fighting against it and just allow and be the short and receive every wave that comes at us um, when they do come and when we receive them very much like the shore they dissipate um, just the same no matter how big or small they are they all dissipate into the sand just the same and it was so such a profound experience and journey for me. What I will say is I'm in no hurry to take mushrooms again. <laughs> it did give me a little bit of, <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll ever do that again. The first time, as I said, I did it, it was so incredible. Um, but that time, I, I mean, again, I got what I needed. But on reflection, it was it wasn't the smartest move to do it on my own in a strange country, but it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And it allowed me to come back different, to come back to the UK, to my family, um, to my life, and really trust and really let go of any form of who I think I'm supposed to be. Um and trust myself, like really like trust myself, trust my gut, trust my intuition. And I always kind of have, but it's 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 just a different energy now. It's like what I've experienced and what I've really proud of is that I didn't need to do that. And I'm not saying um, that everybody needs to do that, but I'm really proud of the fact that I didn't, know why I was there but I trusted that I had to be there I didn't know why I decided to take mushrooms on my own at six o'clock in the morning on a beach when I didn't know anyone but I did it and I'm not saying everyone should do that like I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> but I did it and I got exactly what I needed and it's changed my life I feel deeply um, I feel my emotions more than I ever have. I am much more emotional 
Um, yeah. So that that's that's the story, guys. That is the mushroom story. So there you go. And I know there'll be some people listening to this that think I'm absolutely shocking and irresponsible. I mean, you're a mum. Imagine doing that. Do you know what I and I say this with love? I'm cool with that. Like, you want to judge, judge, whatever. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. What I will say is, and this is about any form of judgment, whether you are judging yourself or you're judging me or you're judging anyone until you have walked one single day in someone else's shoes you should refrain from judging because you do not know what that person is experiencing what has led them to the decisions that they made or make I think this world is there's so much judgment in this world. And we talk a lot about this in IPA. This is such bullshit, right? Judgment. Because I always say, like, you've never walked a day in that person's shoes. You don't know. You don't know. So, um, and there'll also be people that are like, wow. Um, but yeah, that's the story. That's the story of the plant medicine. I still take plant medicine. I take cacao, um, rapi sometimes. Um, but again, I tune into my body. I'm like, do I want this? Is this a yes or is this a no? Um, I will not do it again, mushrooms on my own though. And I actually don't even know if I'll do it again. I'm never saying never. But I'm not sure. And do you know what? I think that's really all about trusting yourself again. Like, if you are thinking about doing anything like this, make sure that you tune into your body. You really breathe into that and asking your body that question, is this a yes or a no? Your body will not lie to you. Um, it knows, like your nervous system, your body, it knows. Um, and I honestly think even on reflection, if I dropped in and asked myself, and do you know what? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. I can't remember. Usually I do. Maybe I did. As I say, I can't remember. But I reckon if I did, it would have still said to do it because I think that all of that needed to happen to me, all of it, because who I've become since then um, is incredible. Um, I had uncovered so many layers through my healing journey over the past six years but what that did was almost um, lifted that final veil it was almost that little missing piece to the puzzle that just slotted in and it's like yeah now you've got it now you get it um, and it was perfect perfect although it felt like shit but the thing is, guys, the, the most challenging journeys of our life or the things where we um, have the biggest growth usually are through the toughest experiences. You know, you don't, I don't care what anyone says, you can talk about manifesting, you don't just wake up and it all lands on your lap. Like, actually, it's who we become on the journey. It is the biggest and lessons that you learn on the journey it is when you're on your knees and you're at a breaking point that those are the most 
special moments when you come through the other side of it. They take you to a new layer, a new level of being. Because when you're just sort of coasting along and you're not looking underneath the bonnet and you're just living like, oh, I'm just kind of going along sort of, ah, I'm just, you know, coasting along here. And this is not a criticism. But if you're not looking under the bonnet and you're pushing like so much of your truth, of your emotions, of your past down, and you're not really holding them all, then you're not really living. It is in the darkest moments that we shine. But you have to be willing to go into your dark and turn the lights on. Um to see that actually underneath all of it is love. Mm. I hope this was a really interesting, very different, but interesting episode for you all. Um, The human experience, right? The human experience. Guys, I hope that you all have such a gorgeous weekend. And as I said, if you are thinking about doing plant medicine, do your research, make sure you tune into your body. Is it a full body? Yes. If it's not, then it's a no. So take your time, do your research. And if you're even not thinking about plant medicine, but you're doing any sort of work and uncovering shadow, make sure that your nervous system is supported like every single day nervous system work nervous system work nervous system work nervous system work because when you work on your nervous system you can have those challenging conversations you can have separation from the emotion of it right you can actually observe and be the observer of what's going on without being caught up and stuck in the story of it and you can put boundaries in place without being attached but I really believe with all of my heart that we only get there and we're only able to have those challenging conversations and live our truth and speak our truth and you know walk away from situations and relationships or ask for what we want in life, um, really live in our truth when we have a regulated nervous system. Um, a dysregulated nervous system only puts us into fight or flight, freeze response where we just get stuck and we don't really live our most authentic life. So nervous system work is the key it's the key it's the secret right okay i'm off i am off so guys have the most gorgeous weekend i will see you all on monday 